Is that why they got the mixture of a antelope, antelope and a jackrabbit on there? I would say that probably has a little something to do with it. So that's a real, that's a real, real animal too, a jackalope. Well, they say that there's, there's uh, herds of them out west. There, there are. They're hard. They're hard to catch. I don't know if you ever chase one down. They're hard to catch. Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And Mike, where are we today? Well, damn, you'd think by this weather we're getting this damn Alaska, but we're we're here in Kentucky for sure. It's, <laughs> it's cold, it's, isn't it? it? Might even have snow flurries tonight. I know. Well, this is supposed to be like the second coldest day late in the year of all time. I know. I, they always say don't put your garden out until after derby day right yeah so may 4th is the day i guess the cutoff day and you know i'm out there putting a uh, hoops around my garden and putting plastic over and try to keep them from killing my garden off because i already put it out derby's it didn't happen but derby day is over with so you know we're here in kentucky and it's gonna freeze tonight and all my plants are gonna die no nah, it'll be all right i think it'll be all right mike <laughs> well i know most people have put away their uh put away their rise by now right yeah but you knew it was gonna be cold tonight, so you needed. You know, Big Chief needed to be warmed up. So, what'd you bring? <laughs> so, I, I tell you what, I brought three High West bottles tonight. Three High West bottles. So, we're gonna talk about. Well, actually, the first half, Mike. I think we're gonna talk about what you brought, but but for the second half, we're gonna do some High West. Some High West, huh? Mostly rye, rye bourbons or rye whiskey. They're all gonna have some rye in them because yeah. that's my. That's my jam. That's your jam. That's what well, gets you that old Kentucky hug going, right? Yep. So I did. You, you mean you had talked about some bourbons this week, and you know, for people that don't know, me and Jim almost have a set time every day to talk to each other. It's usually about four, four thirty in the afternoon. I'll give you a call, or you call me, and we'll talk about the Bourbon Road, or talk about our Instagram, talk about our Facebook, talk about all kinds of stuff. But we, we had a discussion about some bourbon and. I was surprised about what you said, Jim. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sneak one in on him and see what I can do here. So I got two bourbons and they're in sample bottles and I put number one and number two and I know what's in the bottles. And I wanted to see what you thought about these two bourbons and how close they are to each other. And then after we taste them and you tell me about each bourbon, then I'll reveal to you the two bourbons and the backstory behind these two bourbons in that story. Well, I'm not worried about this. <laughs> because first of all, I'm a bourbon bullshitter, so I, I really don't know what I'm doing anyway. And second of all, the blind makes everybody look like a fool. So I'm not going to feel special in once, any way. <laughs> once you once you drink it, and I tell you, you're going to be like, God dang it! I can't believe I said that. Yeah, because I was shocked that you said it. I was like, hmm. Challenge accepted. All right. So let's well, uh this this first one. They and you looked at the, both of these sample bottles before. They're in the same type of bottle, right? Yeah. So these are little what. Two ounce, 
um, I don't know what they call them, Sam- like everybody uses, to send samples around to each yeah. other. And one of them's labeled number one. The other one's labeled number two. It's in clear glass. And when you hold them up next to each other, you cannot tell any difference at all. Same color, same everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I will tell you this. I'll give you this hint. They are from both from the same distillery. Okay. So, right. cheers. Cheers. What are you getting on that nose? Definitely getting um, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of oak and leather, but not too much leather, like mostly like the, the oak. Um, not real sweet, a little more earthy. There's a little bit of fruit in there, but it's kind of subdued. I wouldn't call that a real fruity nose. Now I wouldn't expect that out of this. Let's go ahead and taste it. All right. It's got a little bit of malt in it. A little bit of pepper on that back end. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say that's a, a rye bourbon. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I can't tell if that's rye spice or barrel spice on it. Not a bad bourbon for what it is. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's okay. It's It wouldn't be like at the top of my list, but I think it's um, it's got a little bit of, uh, it's got a little bit of bitterness on the back end. What do you think? I don't know that second. I mean, you know what it is, yeah. but what do you think? The second sip is a little bit big. I would say this is a good mixing bourbon right here um, all day long, but um, I don't, it, you know, it's a little spicy for me, um, but I know what it is, so I don't want to tell you too much. Um, yeah. So you sit there and enjoy that. <clears throat> so we did do a giveaway uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, I think it did really good. It was our first giveaway. Um, we had some people from our roadies group that won. Um, we had Jeremy Holloman, uh, Frank Tattoo, and Christine Albro. She's a bourbon chick. She has these amazing photos on Instagram, and she won a bottle. Um, so we did, and I started thinking about it. We gave away three Heaven Hill products. We did. And Heaven Hill hasn't had us out there as guests. Well, we've had we've had Heaven Hill on before, yeah, but um, we they haven't had us out to the distillery. Yeah, I think it's about time. Once this is all over with, we can get out there and hopefully do a couple of interviews out there at Heaven Hill. But we gave away three Heaven Hill products. We gave away the Henry McKenna ten year, um, which is not so easy to find. Um, you got to almost be there when it goes on the shelf and it just disappears. The uh, Elijah Craig barrel proof that everybody. Loves, I think that's an AC. What is it, AC one ten? Um, is that well? No, I mean it would be A one one eight or A one two zero or A one one nine. Normally, sure it's normally is. it's the A is the first release of the year. Normally, it's followed by a one, which would be January the first month, and then the year like twenty or nineteen. So, uh, is it an A one twenty? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So an A120 would be this year's first release, January release of Elijah Bar- uh, Craig Barrel Proof. And then uh, you went into your stock stock warehouse you got in your basement um, of bourbon <laughs> and uh, pulled out a bottle of uh, Heaven Hill Bottled Bond Six Year that's been discontinued. You can't find it anywhere anymore. Uh, people covet those things. I um, mean, you just so happen to have a couple bottles. Yeah, just a tuck, few. Tucked away. And uh, I think that's a great giveaway. Each person gets a glass with that. And um, we had a great response to it. I think we had 
right over 1200 comments on our Instagram page. Um, that's pretty dang good. Oh yeah. Well, I just love seeing the excitement. I love seeing the excitement. People get excited over giveaways. It kind of raises the energy in the room a little bit. Right. And people get kind of, uh, it's competitive. It, it trust me, it does. <laughs> Some people went on there and put like 50 entries into stuff. And, and I had fun learning about the give, how to do a giveaway. I'd never did one before. Um, I usually don't try to enter into them too much, but I'm excited for the next one. I think our next one, and I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I would like to do a barrel head giveaway with a bottle. Oh, okay. There you go. One person. Um, so bourbon row barrel head. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That, what do you think? You think that'd be a pretty nice gift? Yeah, we haven't done a barrelhead before. We've done a serving tray, yeah. made out of a barrelhead, and that was a, not a giveaway, but that was for a, a prize. A prize, yeah. 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 And then we we did a prize that I actually won <laughs> uh, at a bourbon. Uh, we did that bourbon blind yeah. over New Year's Eve, and I won that one. So, what's your thoughts on that that bourbon right there? Okay, so. Um, yeah, this would not be something that I would reach for on a daily basis, in my opinion. Um, I think it's a little bit um, one note. Um, it's a little, got a little bit of a bitter note on the back end. Uh, right up front, not too bad. I mean, a little bit soft up front. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This would not be. Uh, this would not be something that I would call my daily jam so what would you call it would you call it share with friends or something sipper or would you say hey i'd, I'd make some a kentucky meal out of this or I'd make an old-fashioned or yeah if somebody poured it poured it for me i would drink it i would i would probably say it'd be better in the mix as a mixer yeah i think so too um but yeah i wonder if the second bottle number two here i'm gonna go ahead and pour this all right you better you better get that sip down there jim all right Jim's like a mind. You know how I do it, everybody. I just, I like to take and just drink the whole glass. Well, how about Haley the other day when you said we're moving on to the next bottle? She still had like a two ounces in her Glen Cairn. <laughs> she <laughs> turned it up. She did turn it, but she's a lot younger than we are, though. That's true. She don't have that old raspy voice yet from drinking bourbon. So, like I said, both of these are from the same distillery. It's a well-respected distillery, and I know you've been to this distillery before and did a barrel pick. So, you've been a how many barrel picks have you done? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's not a lot. I mean, I haven't done a huge number of them, but I don't, I don't remember how many. So we're trying to work on our barrel pick right now, our first one, and trying to decide. And um, there's, it, it's hard to decide which distillery to go with, and um. It's a lot to put together. Well, let, let's just say this much. You know, each of the distilleries that we've considered for our first barrel pick, they all make great stuff. Sure. They're all good. Um, but, you know, we have to consider, you know, when you when you pick a barrel and you commit to a barrel, you need to make sure that um, the people that are in it with you are perfectly happy with what they receive. Right? Yeah. You to make sure you do a good pick, you get a good barrel. That the proof is there for the time of year that you're going to actually get the bottles, that everything is just right. You don't want that first pick to be less than perfect. I'm I'm almost thinking I I have in my mind kind of what I'd almost want to do a finished bourbon that's been finished off in a rum barrel since we're both sailors. Yeah. And I think that would be a pretty dang good uh, pick for us. But not everybody's into the whole finished bourbon thing. 
I better get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we had, it seems like we had enough interest. We had about 68 people on our uh, Facebook roadies group that said they would want a bottle. And I'm sure we have more than that that would want a bottle. Some people might want two or three. Yeah. Hey. And we've had some uh, user groups, some, some, you know, bourbon groups reach out to us and say they want, they want bottles too. Yeah. And if that, if that, you're talking about 200 bottles of bourbon. Me and Jim cannot bring 200 bottles of bourbon, 100 bottles each home with us. We, would, we could. We'd both be in trouble, Jim. I know for a fact. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd get murdered before I would because um, I can outrun Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> least, I, I cannot outrun Melody. There's no way. At least I think I can outrun her. <laughs> All right, Mike, on the nose, number two here. So this is number two. Yes, number two. Um, I'm liking number two a little bit more. All right. The number two's got a little more depth to the nose. I, I'm picking up a little bit of baking spice on it. But there's some ethanol there. Yeah, a little sweeter. There's more body to it. Um, this overall, in my opinion, is a better whiskey than the first one. Maybe a little more age on it. This might be, uh, are they both the same proof? No, one's actually that first one is a lower proof. Uh, yeah. One's like 90 and the other one's 95. Okay. So, yeah, there's a little bit of difference there on that. This one's got a little bit of ethanol in the nose, a little bit more than the other one did. Surprise. Same a spice on that back end, though, I think. Yeah, this one's got a little more body to it. Um, you know, it, it treats my palate a little bit, a little bit better than the other one did. Again, I don't know that this is. I don't know. It's not bad. I mean, I was sitting here saying, I'm not, I'm not sure this would be something that I would want to sip on on a daily basis, but it's actually a little bit better than the other one. And I'm, it's pretty good. Number two, you take. Number two, I would probably say uh, could pass as a sipper, um, whereas the other one is more of a more of a mixer. All right. Go ahead and do drum roll drum roll so now you're gonna make me look like a bourbon bullshitter <laughs> well we are we are bourbon bullshitters we're not experts we don't pretend to be experts we're just two guys sitting in my front room right now just shooting a shit <clears throat> so these are both barton products mm-hmm. one is a 1792 single barrel okay that's number two yep and the first one is actually that flat boat yeah I've had Flatboat before. And so Flatboat, you had said, man, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. And I was like, man, I looked it up and it's it came from Barton. Mm-hmm. The difference is, I think, is a single barrel is right around eight or nine years old. And that Flatboat's a four-year-old bourbon. And yeah. So if that Flatboat stayed in the barrel for another, let's say, four years, would it taste the same? And they had the same color, though. You know, and that, they did. Same deal. And I still think that flat boat for what it is, it's, it's Barton's $25 bottle. Yeah. You know, what else comes from there? Like old, I should have got old Barton or something. Well, I mean, there's no substitute Mike for a little bit more age. So like on the first one, you said, uh, you said that was flat boat and that one, it was a little thin up front. It had, um, a little bit bitter on the finish. It uh, was kind of one note. It didn't really have that depth and body. It didn't like tell you any kind of a story. It was just kind of a one note, thin, eh, you know, great mixer. I'm sure that I'm sure Flatboat is wonderful in uh, in a highball. It's probably great, you know, in a mixed drink. But for some, me, some L81 in there. Yeah, some L81. Not a, not not a sipper for me. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think it is either. Becky Brashear, she's one of our roadies, and she had 
bought a bottle of it and ask about it. And I just thought it'd be cool to get that. And I could kind of see in my mind um, that bourbon being on a flat boat and being taken down to New Orleans. Not that old of a bourbon and it's on a flat boat and leaving there and stuff. And so what's a flat boat? <clears throat> so educate me. Here. Educate you. Educate me. Educate, educate <laughs> you and stuff. So back in like 1790, a guy named Yoder up in Pennsylvania, he built the first flat boat. Um, and obviously the Amish, they're very good at building stuff. So it was actually 1781. His name's Jacob Yoder. And he built his first flat boat at the old uh, Redstone Fort there on the Mongahela River. Monongahela. That's Pennsylvania. That is Pennsylvania. Okay. It's kind of up there in the hills, too. You know? Yeah. Um, so around then, it cost about $75 to construct a flat boat. And they could load, load up about 3,000 pounds on those flat boats. They're 20 foot by 40 foot wide. Or twenty foot wide by forty foot long. It take about two to three people to take it down the river. They they take it all the way down to the Mississippi, and then take it down to New Orleans. Um, so they have a gunnel, or that were they, or are they just like it's, a raft? It's just like a big raft. Not like a raft. Okay. Now, if it would have a, it would have had a keel. It would been called a keel boat, and that's what Lewis and Clark went on and stuff. Um, but back then, they were loading up whiskey, and they were taking it down the river, and they would trade that whiskey along the way. Uh, just kind of barter with it and sell other stuff, chickens, grain, uh, taking their crops um, along. Abraham Lincoln actually did two of those trips. Did he? 1828 and 1831, he took those trips. Um, his first one was at 19 years old. He left out of Indiana, um, right near a place called Horseshoe Bend in, in the Ohio River. Really beautiful, scenic place on the Ohio, big cliffs and stuff. <clears throat> he left from there. And he actually hauled, hauled some whiskey down on his boat, too. It, they don't know how much or, but I think they well, used I've to always her. heard that Abraham Lincoln, you know, there's a lot of evidence that he, um, he sold or bought whiskey, but not so much evidence that he ever drank it. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't know if he was drinking it and he was actually just a kid working for another farmer and taking their family goods down New Orleans to sell. And it would usually take a, two to three weeks or, and sometimes up to three months to get all the way back if, depending on where they were going. So that, that's something pretty cool. Back then, a person would drink 5.8 gallons of uh, whiskey or spirits a year. Now, when was this? That was in 1790. That's how much a so person So that's assumed. 5.8. And we've heard other numbers thrown around. By right? 1830, it was up to 7.1. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that was because people didn't trust the water would make them sick. Well, if you've distilled a spirit, you could trust that and stuff. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons. Today, which surprised me, it's down to 2.5. And that's from the World Health Organization. You know, I've I've watched... I watched something. I'm trying to remember. I've watched a couple of uh, whiskey, historical whiskey shows, and they've talked about in the late 1800s, up leading up to Prohibition, but in the late 1800s, at the heyday, you know, 1890, about the time um, E.H. Taylor, you know, was doing his thing, that it was up to 18 gallons a year for a male 15 years and older. Yeah, I don't. I think the numbers I put out there are pretty per, – 7.1 gallons seems that's – that seems right to me, but the average age of a person back then was a lot younger. You know, a man was considered 15 or 16 up to, you know, 45, 50. Um, so that, that's some and a, pretty and cool a woman stuff. was 12, right? Well, I don't something know, like I, that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get into that controversy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's some cool stuff about that flat boat, you know, bourbon and that kind of 
I've heard people talk about Dusty's and stuff, and I just kind of wonder in my mind, what did that bourbon taste like that Elijah Craig first made or W.L. Weller made uh, when he first started making it? Those guys first started making bourbon. Um, what did it taste like? Did it taste as good as today's stuff? And we've we talked about that in the past and stuff. Yeah. What kind of whiskey were they drinking and stuff? I went so far as looking up Lewis and Clark and seeing how much whiskey they took on. Now, they didn't take on whiskey until they got all the way to St. Louis. And they took on 120 gallons, and it didn't last them that long. Um, and they were drinking a dram was actually two thimbles full is what a dram is. Is that what a dram is? Two, can you imagine a thimble? That's what you get as a little, some. I'll give you two thimbles of whiskey, Jim. <laughs> and they went through 120 gallons of thimbles. Yeah, and uh, some nights they would get more than that. But <clears throat> they didn't get whiskey until then. I think they drank brandy or it was called sweet wine on their trip from Pennsylvania down to uh, over down to Ohio and, and back up to Mississippi when they got to St. Louis. And I forgot what that camp there they called outside of St. Louis. Uh, and really people always think the Lewis and Clark expedition was the Ohio and the Mississippi river. Well, we already knew about the Ohio river and the Mississippi. What we didn't know was the Missouri river. And that was really what they were trying to find. If there was a way to go all the way to the Pacific ocean, if the Missouri river went all the way to Pacific and it doesn't. Um, but once you get up there in the headwaters, there's another river that goes down. So yeah. there's something called the continental divide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind well, of hard to build a canal across that. That's right? right. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what the, I think in general, you know, the, the 1792 of the Barton, I kind of like it at a hundred proof and above below what's it you say this is 94 i think it's 95.5 as a single barrel yeah i love their bottled and bond i I mean i like their 125 proof too it's a little hot but you can get some good bottles of that on picks i couldn't uh whatever i did this i poured the bottles before you came over and i was like i'm looking at all the bottles and there's no way the foolproof uh, would it even come close? Right. It's so much darker and richer than than the, the, the other two. And the single barrel was as close as I could get to it. And I have four or five bottles of, of Barton 1792, and that's not one of my jams. I just have them up there to, for other people to drink. Now, I do have those sweet weed up there. Well, you didn't pull out. You don't, Do you own any of the very old Barton, the, the bottle and bond? I know I don't I don't have one. I should have got one of those. Yeah. And that might be that might be kind of close. Hundred proof though, right? Yeah, I think they have it. Isn't that isn't there an old Barton that's like eighty or ninety proof? Yeah, too? there's a there's a very old Barton. I don't know what you call it, standard, and then you have the bottle and bond as well. So there's you know the different. I don't I don't remember what the but the very old Barton's standard release the proof is on. It's probably ninety or eighty or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking back through my notes and stuff. Oh, uh, Lewis and Clark, that that whiskey barely lasted them a year. That hundred twenty gallons. Which think about that? That's really two barrels of bourbon. Yeah, a little bit more than that, but that that is crazy. And they they didn't have that many guys, but they're given thimble fools. Right. I don't know how. I mean, I got a big thumb. If you imagine my thumb, thimbles. <laughs> that's, that's like a that's like a giant thimble. That's like a see right there, a poor man. So Mike, so what was your you were you were you were one you heard me say something. And you wanted to find out how this tasting went based on what I said. You're like, what, hey. what did I say? Because me and you were talking about, I was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to pick a bottle of that up so we could drink it and oh. try it out. And you were like, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I've, I've tasted it before. It's not that good. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to see if I can catch him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not. 
bad whiskey by any means. I, I don't know that I've ever drank. Well, I've probably had a bad whiskey, but one doesn't come to mind. But I've had ones like like that flat boat where I was like, you know, this is not a sipper. This is not a sipping whiskey. Well, and I, I, I I'm kind of keen on that is people. You know, somebody said the other day to me, that's garbage. I'm gonna, that's a drain pour. I mean, you talked about that on the last episode, the episode before that, um, where people saying they're going to drain pour something. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why don't you just mix it? Mix it with something. Look, if, if we were on a ship and it went down on a deserted island and three cases of flat boat floated up on shore. You're going to drink the hell out of it. We're going to drink that every day. <laughs> just chop a coconut up, make, <laughs> make some coconut juice and absolutely and bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it's not my, it's, it's, it wouldn't be my, what I, my, I'd go to, but I'm not going to turn it down. And I think it's, uh, it's respectable. Look, somebody has to make mixing whiskeys because yeah. it's, it's too important. It's too important because not everybody drinks their bourbon straight. In fact, a lot of people don't drink their bourbon straight. Yeah, I get people tell me that all the time. I can't believe I see you with pictures of big glasses of whiskey and how are you drinking that stuff straight? And I'm like, yeah, hey, we're, we are bourbon bushers, but we're probably at a different level than most people are at their whiskey experience where we just like it neat, no ice in it, no nothing. We're just, you know, to me, that's good. Yeah. I'm not saying in the middle of summer when it's 100 degrees outside, I'm going to be drinking neat whiskey, though. I'm probably going to be having a Kentucky meal or something. Yeah. Or in, for breakfast, a bourbon mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the in the first half, you brought Barton. Yeah. In the second half, I'm bringing High West. Well, let's do it. We'll, we'll get to the High West when we get back. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Take a break. And when we come back, we'll visit High West. like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. All right, Mike, we're back, and uh, I'm going to take you on a journey west of the Mississippi. This is pretty far west from Mississippi. <laughs> We're going to Park City, Utah. What do you think? Oh, man. I've, I've been there. That's a good, good town, man. I guarantee you the majority of our listeners are familiar with High West. What do you think? I think so. They, very distinctive bottle. The bottle is that harkens back to the days when uh, blown glass could be 
perfect. It's got those kind of bubbles in the glass. Um, very beautiful bottle, different cork on top. Um, they're labeling. I like it. Yeah. You know, I could see John Wayne. Drinking it's kind of in those Wild West le- uh, letters, right? Like you see on a wanted poster. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Except for the Midnight Winter's Dream. Well, that's a different story. Yeah, and we'll but, talk about that when we get to it. But, but what we're drinking right now is that Burr Rye. So in our glass right now, the, for the first drink is the High West Boo Rye. Boo Rye. And uh, so Boo Rye, B-O-U-R-Y-E, is a mixture of bourbon and rye. Is that why they got the mixture of a antelope, antelope and a jackrabbit on there? I would say that probably has a little something to do with it. So that's the, a real. That's a real... Real animal too, a jackalope. Well, they say that there's there's uh, herds of them out west. There, there are they're hard they're hard to catch. <laughs> I don't know if you ever chase one down. They're hard to catch. So it's a blend of straight whiskeys. It's a blend of uh, both bourbon and rye whiskeys, and uh, it and it's aged a minimum of ten years. When you think about that, that's a that's a. Good uh, year for a bourbon, you know. I yeah. think Jimmy Russell would approve of that, wouldn't he? I would say so. Yeah. So this is uh this is a well-aged bourbon and rye mixture, and uh they call it boo rye. And uh yeah, let's let's check it out. That's got a little bit of a sweet nose on it. A little bit. Hmm. That was my second drink of it. And it's uh it's got spice on it, but it, there's something there. Yeah. You ever stuck your tongue on the end of a battery? Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> it's uh, it's got that acidy taste to me, to it, I guess. Yeah, it does a little bit. Now, there, what, what is that? Well, there's more than one release of this. And I will tell you this much. This particular release of the Burai, uh is not my favorite. So they had another release. And, you know, I don't know how to tell them apart. Uh, I guess they got batch numbers on the front, but there's one that has like a, a smaller version of the jackalope rabbit on it. Not as big as this one. And uh, I enjoyed that a little bit more than this one. Tastes like it's got cactus needles in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that. Have you ever made a prickly pear uh, before? And it's it's got that. I don't know what fruit I'm looking at. That You know, that prickly pear cactus fruit. It's not bitter, but it's. It does sting your tongue a little bit. Yeah. So there, there, this has got a little bit of, there's some tannins coming through on it, I think. Maybe a little bit of a little lemon, drying citrus there. <clears throat> Maybe that's what I'm getting the citrus. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, <clears throat> it's a little sandpapery on the tongue. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like sticking a cactus on your tongue. <laughs> Say, oh, yeah. I've never stuck a cactus on my tongue, but yeah, it's a, it's a little different. <clears throat> so not, not, uh, not great. They're mixing their bourbon in their rye, though. Yeah. What's the what's the mix there? Let's see what we can find out here. See what they talk about. I don't think they're releasing the actual amounts. So Park City was the uh, home of the 2002 Olympics, if people don't know. Very beautiful up there. There's a bunch of houses up there that uh, are built in for the Hobbits, Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. There's a couple houses up there that are built like that. Look, just just amazing looking houses and the town there is very very small i think they got two or three ski resorts right there and uh they also have the uh, sundance film festival there i'm gonna read the sensory notes d are you ready let's hear it (laughs) all right so here's the sensory notes as published by 
High West Distillery. For the nose, we've got brown butter caramel, vanilla cola, mm. grilled pineapple. I could get that a little bit. Yeah, I think I get a little bit of pineapple in it, no yeah. doubt. Boysenberry jam. The hell's a boysenberry? I don't know, but it, I, I think about that. When I think of boysenberry, I think about uh, that berry syrup that goes on your pancakes. Hmm. You know what I mean? I've never had a boysenberry. I don't even know what it is. Somebody, Spir- somebody can tell experiment, us. sage, violets in wet weather. <laughs> violets in wet weather. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get none of those tasting notes. I don't know who's picking that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I, get, I get the pineapple. No doubt about it. I get, I get a little bit of the caramel. Brown butter caramel. I don't know. Caramel, pineapple, I get that. It's a little bit uh, drying, a little bit of sandpaper on the tongue, kind of. I'll tell you, they damn sure didn't have Clint Eastwood uh, write their tasting notes for that. All right, so that was the nose, and I'm sitting here talking about the palate, but let's move on to the tasting notes. Are you ready? Masala chai. What's that? Indian is masala, right? Chai is that chai tea, like chai latte. Mm. A little bit uh, sweet, spicy kind of. uh, All right. There's no country boy from Texas. I don't know. Cinnamon about that. candy. I get that a little you bit. You get a little, a little bit of cinnamon bears in that. Yeah. I get a little bit of cinnamon bear. Yeah, I don't know. Butterscotch. No, I don't get any butterscotch. Orange chocolate. You did get some citrus. Hmm. Gingerbread. Yeah, maybe a little ginger cookie. Yeah. Here you go. Walnuts doused in dark caramel. I damn sure don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mike, what do you think about the Burai? I'm glad that you got a bottle and I didn't get a bottle. And <laughs> I'm glad I saved my money on that one. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, I'll probably mix that, but I don't know how much that bottle cost. 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. Usually most of these are around $70 or so. Yeah. That, that is definitely not one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So I've had the, you remember the big, you ever had the big level? Mm-hmm. What'd you think about that one? You know, that's a little bit different. The big yeah, level. Yeah. Wasn't my jam. Yeah. It's uh, got a lot of malt in it. Yeah. And I will tell you this much. There is another Burai, like I mentioned earlier, that has a smaller <laughs> picture of the rabbit on the front. It's a different batch. It's much better. Than that's this. Jackalope. Jack, Jack, I'm sorry. Jackalope. 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 On the, You'll know if you catch one. Yeah. You'll damn sure know. <laughs> He'll ram you, right? <laughs> Horn you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you know, we've got two more, Mike. Well, let's do it. What's, so the, what's the next one we're drinking here, Jim? So the next one we're drinking is the High West Double Rye. The Double Rye. Double Rye. That's like, is it a Double Rye? Does it mean it's been barreled twice? Double Rye means it's a blend of two ryes. So two ryes. It's, uh, it's not double like a doubled bourbon. Double no, oaked. no. So this, this. Let me let me tell you a little bit about it. So the double rye from High West is a blend of two ryes. The first rye is a, and then we'll tell you how much of each. But basically, it's a blend of a ninety-five-five rye from MGP, and it's blended with their own eighty-twenty rye from High West. So it's a an eighty percent rye, twenty percent malted rye. So there's a little bit of malted rye in that, but I don't know the percentage of each each that's in there. So let me reflect a little bit before we get into this this double. Did you say reflect or deflect? Deflection. (laughs) Deflection. Um, I'd I'd probably call that the the white yokum right there since it's a mixture, right? 
The the boo rye. The, the boo rye. Yeah. Because you got a little bit of Kentucky, but it's Baker Bakerfield. So they met in the middle up there in Park City and they came out with that right there. That, yeah. But so boo rye is a Dwight Yoakum. The Dwight Yoakum of whiskey. There you go. With a little bitty cowboy hat and his tie jeans. But we're not drinking boo rye right now, are we? <laughs> well, we're gonna re- reach on to this double this double rye, which I keep keep wrapping my mind around like a double oaked, but it's two two burp. Yeah, two the, the idea is that it's. I think the idea here is that hey, they're making a rye, but they're mixing some of their stuff with some of the NGP stuff, and they're going to call it a double rye because it has two ryes in it. So it's got some ninety five five MGP, which everybody loves. It's good stuff, right? And they're mixing it with some high west eighty twenty rye, but the the high west rye. Is a mixture of eighty percent regular rye and then a twenty percent malted rye. All right, so this is a lot lighter in color, though, and maybe that's because it it's a rye, rye whiskey, though. It's probably a little bit younger, maybe because that the boo rye was a ten year product, right? And I'm not sure that this double rye has got an age statement on it. Now I'm going to tell you right now, just by my nose on this. What do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say um, mint or whorehound or dill or something. I'm going to say old Maysville. <laughs> old Maysville. So you're getting the malted rye. Yeah, I get that. It's super malty. Yeah, but there's definitely um, uh, cedar plank. <laughs> cedar plank. <laughs> Jim went out there and chewed on that, chewed on that cedar stick. Cedar plank, huh? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about you know what this is. This is a uh, very spicy. They call it a very spicy rye whiskey. It's got a ninety-three point rating on tasting.com. What's the what's the proof on it, Mike? I'm already over here sipping on it, but <clears throat> I got to do the math. They say it's a thirty-five dollar bottle. This is a thirty-five dollar bottle. Uh, according to their info sheet, it's a $35 bottle at suggested retail price. So the proof on it is 92. So it's a 92 proof bottle. It is a bit lighter than the Burai, and that would be understandable. It's a little bit younger, I think. You can you can pick that up. Now, I'll tell you what. On the taste, um, I didn't get a whole lot of spice on it, like they were saying. But on the finish, there's a whole lot of spice. And that it's that spice deep down in your chest yeah yeah um, this is this is for me this is actually pretty decent i like this i kind of figured this be your jam yeah. right i like this because i'm getting the i'm getting a little bit of the you know the mint and the dill and the and the cedar and you know a little bit of uh pine cone if you want to call it that um yeah i love i like it it's very spicy let's let's talk a little bit about their notes did you taste it already what do you think that's what I was saying. It, I'm saying it's spicy. It it doesn't have that spice on the front end, but on the back end, deep down in your chest, um, it's got a different kind of spice warming. I could tell it's a rye. I'm. It's, it's definitely not my jam. It's that kind of old Maysville to me. A lot of malt. I wonder how much malted. Is it malted rye or is it malted barley? Malted rye. Yeah, I can get that. Maybe that's just not my thing. Some sometimes I, you know, sometimes some things surprise me, but um, you know, I'm that's not my jam at all. Yeah. So this has got a lot of anise in it. It's got a little bit of chocolate. Uh, it's kind of a chocolatey anise 
kind of um, licorice, but with chocolate. Here, do you get that? A little mm-hmm. bit of licorice chocolate. Yeah, I don't get that. Get <laughs> there's no candy in this to me. No, there's no candy. Licorice wasn't licorice candy. Yeah, I guess licorice is a candy, but licorice without the sugar. Kind of. Huh. When know. I think of licorice, I think of black licorice. Yeah. Like, like before Twizzlers ever came out, you know, then you get that black licorice candy your grandfather would have in his candy dish. Your grandmother would put out and. You eat it, and you're like, good God, that stuff's nasty. All right. You ready for the published notes? Yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. On the nose. And you're nosing it, Mike, so I'm going to call them out, and you tell me what you think. Mint. Yeah. Nope. Clove. Maybe a little bit of clove. I could get that. Yeah. I think I do, too. Cinnamon. A little bit of cinnamon Cinnamon. in there, yeah. Licorice. Yeah, that. Licorice candy has been sitting in a candy dish for five years, and it's hard as a rock. There you go. Yep. And uh, pine nuts. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I've ever eaten pine. Maybe. What about pine cones? <laughs> I've never eaten pine cone either. <laughs> I, you know, people have eat, eaten pine cones before. Yeah, pine cones are a food. I think pine nuts are a food. You I ever think. seen a, a like a chipmunk or a squirrel grab a pine pine cone and rip it apart before they fall and eat on it? Uh, no, I have all the time. Those suckers, they store them things up. All right. Oh, here you go, Mike. There you go. Dark chocolate. No, nah, I don't get no. I got a little dark chocolate, yeah. but I got, yeah, but I got dark chocolate mixed with, you know, so, and a surprising dose of gin botanicals throughout. I could get that. Yeah, I do get a little bit of ginny flavor to it. And you like gin. I do. I'm not a big gin. Gin's drinker. my other bourbon. That's your other bourbon. Yeah, I, I think bourbon is my other bourbon. <laughs> I'm pretty positive. I like gin because actually, it, I've got some single malts lately that I really like. So I'm uh, venturing out there a little bit. All right, here we go for the taste. Rice spices up front, most definitely. Then menthol and mint, eucalyptus. I don't know what I would go to eucalyptus. I think there's a little bit of mint to it. An herbal tea with a wildflower, wildflower, honey, and allspice. Huh. Yeah, that's going a little bit far. I like it though. I mean, for me, this is a this is a tasty dram. I could drink this. Hmm. I don't even know what to call this one right here. I'm thinking of a country singer, but I I might call this the Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh no, no way! It's he, a he's not spicy at all. <laughs> Maybe the Spice Girls or something. So I know I always say that I would name something a country singer, but yeah. this is more Shakira. Shakira. That's got some spice to it. Yeah. That booty is shaking up and down. Yeah, Shakira. This has got that, that yeah. Latin spice to it. I I'm I'm with you all the way. This is yeah. Shakira. Yeah. What about it? So Boo Rye was uh, Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. The High West double rye is Shakira. And now Mike. Next on the plate is, well, we got a midnight, uh, midwinter nights dram, which is play off of, of what? Is a play off of uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of a this is a little bit more of a sought after release from them. Yeah, this is Act Six, Scene Six, right? Not quite a hundred proof on this bottle right here. It's like a. 
98.6. Yeah, so the mid Midwinter's Night's Dram, MWND, as they call them, uh, is typically a very sought-after bottle. It's uh, Yeah, that's what it sounds like when you pull the cork out of one of these, right? <laughs> it's tight. <laughs> uh, usually a pretty sought-after bottle. Uh, they are a blend of uh, right, straight rye whiskeys, usually some well-chosen whiskeys, and they usually score pretty high. Do they? Pretty high, yeah. And you know, I've passed on this bottle several times, uh, and I don't know why. Probably because it's a rye whiskey. It, I'm hard pressed to always pick up a rye whiskey, especially when I can pick up something from right here in Kentucky, like we were drinking last week um, from Wilderness Trail, which was all candy. Yeah. But dang, is that thing dark or what? That oh, is. it's very dark. So yeah, so the M, the Midwinter Nights Dram are typically. Uh, very well respected, um, usually um, uh, older rye whiskeys, usually well crafted, well blended, and uh, and yeah, usually pretty surprising. That they are each one named after an act in a scene of. Uh, yeah, I'll say that one's Act Six, Scene Six. Act Six, Scene Six is what we're drinking right now, and uh, yeah, so. Let's let's try it and see what we think. More pleasing to the nose. The the nose on that's a lot better for me. Um, yeah, these are typically more of a kind of a winter dram, right? Something you would drink in the cold of winter. And we're right back there, aren't we? Yeah, we got that art up blast coming down here in the Kentucky and stuff. And um, you know, it was a disappointment was that the Kentucky Derby didn't happen, and that might have been one of the nicest days. That they could have had the Kentucky Derby. It's beautiful. I mean, I've I've stood at the Derby in pouring down rain, freezing weather, and uh, well, made the best of it. And that's that's May in Kentucky, um, no doubt. You know, late April, early May is it's going to rain in Kentucky for weeks on end. The river's going to flood. You're going to have some mud. Um, can't gra- cut your grass all the time. <laughs> um, that's just that's just life here in Kentucky. Everything's green and beautiful. So the difference between this and the other two that we have tried is, well, this is a blend of rye whiskeys. This is also aged in uh, French oak port barrels. So a little bit different. This is a finished rye. Really? Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, I nosed it a little bit, and then I went straight, straight for it, and I like this. Yeah. This is some good juice. Very rich. Very um, voluptuous. I, I think that whenever, I mean, you were talking about people liking finished whiskeys. Um, I think if you're a red wine drinker, mm-hmm. um, you'd probably like finished whiskeys. So if you like bold cabs and yeah. pinots and, you know, those... Noir and yeah, like we had dinner over the other night. Yeah, absolutely. Pour all that wine up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we were social distancing. Social distancing, but we were having dinner. Let's do us, people. <laughs> <laughs> we drank a couple of bottles of wine that night. Not me. You guys drank wine. I drank. What the hell did I drink? I drank mules all night, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely drank some mules Just that night. Just a few. <laughs> 
So, Mike, I think that the the this is definitely high on my list of favorites. It's it's a good one. You know, if I see another bottle of it, I probably wouldn't pass it up because now that I know what it is, it'd be a good rye for me to have on the shelf. Um, and it's probably a rye I would drink from. I like that. It's got that sweetness. That's got some dark chocolate in it. Um, yeah, the chocolate definitely comes through on this one. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think what else is in there. I was trying to think about candy, but I'm getting a, a like a nutty flavor to it, like a real nutty kind of nutty Christmas desserty kind of like a Christmas. De- um, what what are those cakes called that you get that have rum in them? The like I don't know. Uh, no, no, the cakes uh, the um, a fruit nut the, cake. the jellied fruit in them. Yeah, and a, yeah what's it called? Fruit cake. Fruit cake. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is fruit cake. Um, but definitely with like, um, more spicy fruits, kind of, uh, Vivian makes us, uh, this bread pudding at Christmas time and it's made with, uh, either brandy or rum show or, or whiskey. It's like one of my favorite things and that she makes a bourbon cream and pours on top of it. Oh my God. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, if you were to take a if you were to take a, a spice cake and mix it with a fruit cake, that's kind of what I'm getting here. Kind of a fruity spice cake. Yeah, I get that. This with chocolate in it though. Got to have yeah, some chocolate. Definitely some chocolate in it, no doubt. Well, you ready to hear the published notes on it? Let's do it. All right. It's always fun to 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 get your own notes and then go back and look and see what they said. And I have to tell you, Mike, there's no chocolate anywhere in their notes, but it's very prevalent for me. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some of that dark, rich chocolate, almost baker's chocolate. Yeah. All right, here we go. On the nose. Cinnamon rhubarb and plum pie. I've never had, uh, I've had rhubarb before, but I've never had plum pie, nor will I ever have plum pie. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Jaffa cake. Mm, I'm trying to think if I've ever had that before. Have you? No. Is it like a coffee orange well, cake? Well, let's just say orange. I'm not. I'm not getting any orange in it. I don't know what Jaffa cake is. Maybe a little bit of that. Uh, you ever had orange jelly? Yeah, marmalade. Marmalade. Yeah. Yeah. That get a little bit of that. I'm not that getting maybe. the orange though. I, I'm getting the sweetness, but not mm-hmm. the star anise. What star anise? It's a spice. I don't even know what it is. Okay, cedar box. <laughs> cedar. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I could get that. You know, you you ever went in a cedar line closet or uh, open up a? This is old school, right here. Yeah. Or you know, you didn't you didn't have a sister, did you? No. Home. Well, my sisters had this hope chest, and they were made from cedar chest out of cedar, and uh, that's what. It's kind of like a dowry, and you'd fill it with stuff. And whenever they get married off, they that's their that's stuff they would have in life. But that smell when you open up that cedar chest, yeah, okay, I, I buy that, <clears throat> I buy that. And the last note on the nose is toasted pecan and dates. Dates, huh? I got the nutty flavor, but I I I'm not very good at picking out different nuts. I, I can get I, the dates on this. I got some dates. We. After we're done, we're going to have to take Gil on dates and taste it. All right. Sounds good. All right. On the taste. Here we go. Black cherry reduction. 
black cherry reduction. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting that. Yeah, I don't know. I still think this is a great whiskey. Um was that all the notes on it? No, you ready? I think it a lot of notes. Uh yeah, they do. Uh molasses, birch root, fig jam, and gingerbread. I could get that molasses or sorghum, you know. Yeah, and, I, I got a little bit of that. I get well, a people bit. don't know what molasses or, or what sorghum is. Is um, it's just a rich, almost like a honey, but it's uh, what sorghum made out of? Sorghum is made from. I mean, it's a sugar plant, right? It's kind of a yeah. sorghum, sorghum grass or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. The finish on this is like goes on forever. I mean, it just keeps going and keeps going. It's a very long finish for me. He's talking to me saying, hey, pour, <laughs> pour some more of me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a woody finish, I think. Kind of an oaky finish. Yeah, I could see that, especially as dark as that is. It's, it sucks smoke out of that, uh, <clears throat> out of that barrel. Uh, you know, it's very well put together whiskey. Yeah. I would have to say that. A Midwinter's Night's Dram, Act 6, Scene 6, is um, definitely a buy. Yeah, this is something, I mean, you can sit by the fire oh, yeah. um, on, a, on a cold winter's night and just probably. And coming from the Weeded King of Kentucky, I think that's that's pretty darn good. That's high praise. That's better, high praise. That's yeah. definitely some high praise for <laughs> rye whiskey. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be my jam out of them. I, you know what? Now I'll search it out. I'd tell you, if you see it on the shelf, um, I don't know what your pocketbook is, but if you, you have the means to buy it and it's in your range, I would don't pass it up. Yeah. Um, definitely get one. And um, I think they're doing good stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're if you're scanning the shelves and you see a boo rye, you pass it up. <laughs> yeah. If you see the double rye, eh, it's not. I don't think you're making a big mistake by buying it. I think yeah, I'd be the opposite of that. I'd say just skip it. Skip it. Yeah, that, that's me though. That's it's old big chief. Yeah. So that's, I would probably I would probably pick it up. And then on well, the you mid, did pick it up. <laughs> I did pick it up. And then the Midwinter's Night's Dram is a buy, buy, buy all day long. Yeah, yeah. Now the name for that one right there. Yeah, I've been sitting here thinking about it and thinking about it. That's Shania Twain all day long. <laughs> Shania Twain. That is great voice, great, just classic um, sweetness notes and stuff. Shania Twain. There you go. I think that these uh, these High West whiskeys, they're all kind of a spicy, on the spicy end of the spectrum. Yeah. Right? I think that the Midwinter's Night's Dram is appropriately named i think it's a great choice for a cold december day or january day or, or evening or may in kentucky or may in kentucky <laughs> mike it's been a great time i've enjoyed it i think yeah. uh you brought you brought your game today tried I, to trip I, me up I a little bit tried i should have i should have thought it out a little bit more and um, probably did an old Barton, and I bet you old Barton would have been about the same. Yeah, I think if you had brought in the what are I don't, I don't know the proof 80, 90 proof old Barton, non uh bottled and bond, yeah, probably would have been a tough call. You you would probably would have known the difference. I, I don't know that I would have known the difference. Yeah, if you looked at those two, I just I just thought I was curious, you know, and 
Um, I hear people say, hey, I wouldn't drink that or I don't like that. And um, they come to find out it's from the same distillery. Make sure you educate yourself on your bourbons and where they're coming from. I'm not saying that about you um, because you knew where Flatboat came from. But make sure you educate yourself on where stuff comes from um, because it could come from your same distillery. It could be contracted for them. A lot of distilleries contract more than most people know. Um, MGP gets a bad name. But MGP puts out a lot of whiskey. Um, And it's, I wouldn't say it's not in Kentucky, but it's right across the river from Kentucky. I'm not a big fan of the eight and sand, though. (laughs) (laughs) But it made some good mules. Yeah. Hey, it's it's a good cocktail maker, right? That's right. So, well, Jim, thanks for coming over, man. I appreciate it, Mike. It's been a blast. (laughs) And uh, I think uh, hopefully we've put out some information here. People can go out and pick up a couple of bottles and maybe. Make a good choice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, Mike, why don't you uh, take a minute here and tell everybody how they can find us? So you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at The Bourbon Road. You can send us an email, info at thebourbonroad.com. Um, you can find me at One Big Chief. And I'm Jay Shannon 63. You can uh, also join our private Facebook group. It's The Bourbon Roadies. Um come in there a lot of distillers in there a lot of people in the business inside of our group and stuff you'll find some great people in there and we're starting to do giveaways we're doing some great things we'll do some barrel picks and you can only be on those barrel picks by being in that group that's right um you need to be part of the team yeah you know that that group's building we're we're right about 450 right now um and it's getting bigger every day um before you know it we'll be in the thousands and um we're Everybody in there is just putting out great comments and stuff, uh, putting up great photos. And I like seeing those every day and stuff, especially from people I know. This family, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I've enjoyed the day. You tried to trip me up. I think you did a little bit. I I didn't know exactly what we were drinking, but I think I I think I threw out the the wild card there. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, high west. Thank you guys very much for making some fantastic whiskeys. I think you guys are are uh, killing it. I know in 2016 you guys were uh, Whiskey Advocates Distiller of the Year. Uh, keep doing good stuff. We'd love to have you on the show someday. I think uh, maybe we'll reach out to you and we'll get you on the show. And Hey, a lot of good stuff coming out of that uh, Park City, Utah. What do you think, Mike? Oh, most definitely. All right. Mike, till the next time. See you on down at Bourbon Road. do appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.